Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. August happens to be National Organ Donor Awareness Month, and we're going to be chatting to Samantha Nichols, who's the Executive Director at Organ Donor Foundation, to find out about the shortage, actually, of uh, uh, you know organs. Uh, hi, Samantha. You're live on Radio 2000. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Ntombi. Thank you for inviting me onto the show. Samantha, let's chat a bit about the importance of Organ Donor Month. Yes. So, you know, Organ Donor Month every year, August, we highlight the critical shortage um, of organ and tissue donors. And in South Africa, there's always been a shortage. I think worldwide, you know, every country will say they never have enough organs or tissue. But um, we, this year we are highlighting the effects of COVID on transplantation and how we've seen a dramatic decline of transplants um, actually worldwide. Um, so that is sort of our theme for Organ Donor Month this year, is how COVID has affected um, organ and tissue donation in South Africa. We'll touch on that in a bit, but I'm quite curious to find out, Samantha, why is it that there's a constant shortage of uh, organ uh, donors as well as tissue donors? Are people still afraid of giving their kidney, giving their liver, or whatever it is that can be harvested and donated to somebody else so that they can live a better quality life? Why is it that people are still afraid? So there's still there's still some there's various reasons. So we've done lots of surveys. A lot of people actually have heard about organ and tissue donation somewhere. You know, they've seen it, used the first heart transplant took place in South Africa. Mm. So people have learned about it in school, or they've come across it in a SOSBI, or so they've heard about it. A lot of people um, don't know what to do or don't know what the next steps are. Mm. Um, they don't take action. So it's kind of like that. You know, oh, I've heard about it, but I'll do it later, kind of thing. So. Mm. So there's that group of people that have heard about it that have always wanted to do it, just never took action and never signed up as an organ donor. And then there is the element of education and mm. lack of awareness and um, um, a lot of people having fears and misconceptions. There is a group of people, obviously, that, you know, say, oh, it's not, you know, there's um, urban legends about certain things yeah. that they do and there's a black market. And so that's, so there's two elements. It's one that a lot of people just don't take action and sign up and the other is sort of lack of education and more uh, education is needed for the public. Now, COVID-19 has really put a spanner in a lot of industries, including um, organ uh, donor. Now, how has COVID-19 pandemic affected transplantation? So we don't have verified statistics for 2020 as yet. But if you look at America or developed countries like America, who've had a 50% decline in transplants, uh, France is like a 90% decline. We know that South Africa is probably far worse. And we've actually seen in, in the last year that there's been a decline in the number of donors. I think about a 50% drop in not the people who sign up, actual donors in hospitals who are on, on ventilators, etc. So there is a massive decline. And what happens also with COVID is that all elective surgeries are put on hold. So when, yeah. when it's extremely hectic in hospitals, I mean, I spoke to one of the doctors we work with and he said, Chris, and he said to me yesterday, it's hectic at Curtis mm. at the moment. And he just said to me, everything is put on hold. So what they do is if there is living kidney donations that need to take place, a family or friend that wants to donate, they, they just put that all on hold because there's no resources. The hospital, oh. the current resources, especially in the state sector, are all going towards helping with COVID. Um, so that is the reality of the situation at the moment. It's really, really, and if once we get stats, we'll probably see at least a 50 to 75% decline in transplant. My goodness. Are people who have sadly passed on from COVID-19 
eligible to have their organs uh, donated. Is that a possibility? So no, not at this stage. Um, obviously, um, a, a person who receives an organ or um, tissue, but potentially an organ, is on immunosuppressive medication. So the, the immune system is suppressed mm. um, and they can actually pick up any infection, etc. So you can't donate if you mm. um, have COVID or a, a diet of acute COVID. But if you've had COVID and you're clear, um, and the, uh, someone asked me the question about how long, doctors will actually assess um, any potential donor at the time of death to determine if their organs or tissue can be used. So we get questions like, you know, if I've got a chronic illness or, you know, whatever it is, I'm a smoker. I'm, I'm, so we always say leave the decision up to the doctors mm. at the time of your death and they'll determine then and there. And can vaccinated people donate organs? Yes, yes. Vaccinated people can donate organs. I've actually just recently had my vaccine. <laughs> Very proud of it. <laughs> I'm encouraging all my staff to do the same. Is it Pfizer and or J and J? Which one did you get? I had the Pfizer one, okay. and it was so quick and it easy. Was, no right? side effects, except the sore little miss on my, you know, your arm gets a bit sore. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm happy to know that pe- people who um, are vaccinated can donate their organs. Now, which body organs? would you say are in need the most? Is it the heart? Is it the liver? Is it the kidneys? So you could kind of debate that because the most, the, the organ that's in the, the highest number in need of. So so kidneys are the highest. So in the country, if you look at statistics, the waiting list uh, for kidneys are the highest number. Mm. Um, and that's due to many reasons, lifestyle choices, diabetes, hypertension is on the rise, etc. So there's a, a higher group. Having said that, though, if you are needing a kidney transplant, you can still receive dialysis three mm. times a week. Um, so you can still receive this treatment to keep you alive. Um, but with hearts and lungs and other organs, um, yes, there are some devices that can help you for a few months if you're waiting for a heart that's very temporary, and um, those patients die if they don't get an organ in oh. time. So that is the reality of the of, of for for other for other solid organs. Now that's really really sad, Samantha. And someone who's listening right now and says, uh, "I want to donate. I want to be, uh, you know, given organs so that I can help someone live a better quality life." How do they do yes. that? So. It's so easy. A lot of people think that you have to undergo tests. It's a complicated (laughs) process. You know, there's so many uh, misconceptions. It's actually just a matter of visiting our website, which is odf.org.za. Got a super short form on our website that you fill in. And then our call center phones you and gets the rest of your info. And it really is a very short call, minute or two, that they phone you and capture the rest of your information, your next of kin details. Then we post you a really nice organ donor card, a plastic card mm. with your stickers. And then the next step is to discuss the decision with your family. Your family must know your decision because they're approached at the time of your death. And that's it. That's all you need to do to sign up as an organ donor. That was my next question. That is, is it really important that I, I tell my family um, that yes. I've, I've decided that this is what I want to do? Um, or can I just keep it to myself? I clearly know. No, tell your family. What happens is in countries where they have um, a different system to ours, in South Africa we have required consent. We need to speak to the family and get consent at the time of death. 
Um, countries like Spain, where they don't necessarily need the consent of family because you're born an organ donor in countries like that, oh. um, you have to opt out of it. Um, they still speak as a courtesy to the family. Um, so we always ask people, tell your family, and also it spreads the word. You know, you become mm. a, a great ambassador for us, um, a champion of our cause, and you can spread the word and encourage all your family and friends to do the same. Samantha, have you had a case where, um, for example, I've decided that I want to be an organ donor Donor. Yes, I've notified my family and they're aware of this. But when I pass yes. away, they decide that actually, no, um, we are, we don't feel comfortable with that. We actually don't believe in her uh, decisions and yes. we didn't really consent and we don't agree with her, her decision. Have you had a case yes. like that where I've decided that it's OK for me to for, for me to be an organ donor, but my family That's says family. no? Mm. I don't specifically know of any cases, just purely because we don't approach the family at the time of death. That is the medical professionals, the transplant coordinators. What they have told us is that if the family know, it makes it so much easier because they've already spoken about it. It's almost like this thing of, you know, um, we've spoken to a few people that were donors, you know, all their children were donors or their loved ones were donors. And they said, because we had the discussion previously or we saw information being advertised or we saw posters up in the ICUs or trauma units, that made the decision easier mm. for us because we had had that discussion prior as a family. Um, so I've not heard of any cases like that. There's a possibility, yes, the family yeah. can decline. But we all, that's why we always say sit down and have the discussion with your family. And also it's your loved one's last wish. And wouldn't you just want to fulfill it? So I can imagine Absolutely. it's just a very easy process for the family to accept and agree to. Samantha, thank you so much for your time. And uh, it is National Donor Month and we definitely are going to be speaking about it and uh, using this platform to bring awareness. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. Radio 2000 Podcast.